All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. The Attorney General of Missouri, Andrew Bailey, is back with us this afternoon. You know, Andrew, I was thinking about this. You've really had all kinds of relaxed opportunities to ease into this new job. There's barely been anything going on, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, uh, eight, eight weeks on the job, and we've been uh, we've been pushing forward on all fronts and just returned yesterday from being in Washington, D.C. at the United States Supreme Court. I mean, look, we're firing on all cylinders. We didn't uh, – there was no honeymoon period. We got right to work on day one in January, and we haven't stopped since. So here's John Roberts from the uh, the oral arguments a couple of days ago. I think most casual observers would say if you're going to give up that much amount of money, if you're going to affect the obligations of that many Americans on a subject that's of great controversy, they would think that's something for Congress to act on. And if they haven't acted on it, then maybe that's a good lesson to say for the uh, president or, or the um, uh, administrative bureaucracy that maybe that's not something they should undertake on their own. So first of all, that had to be a very unique experience being in the uh, Supreme Court. I don't know if you've have you ever argued a case before the justices before? No, I never have. And what an honor to get to represent the people of the state of Missouri sitting at council table there at the United States Supreme Court. Uh, fighting back against Biden's illegal, unconstitutional bailout. And certainly the chief justice accurately identified the separation of powers problem that Biden faces, which is that he's transferring almost a half a trillion dollars out of the Treasury, that money that would otherwise be in the Treasury, without any authorization from Congress. And we, we all know from basic civics that under separation of powers, Congress has the power of the purse. So this is about fighting to protect the, the Constitution for us. So explain the issue of standing and whether or not there is standing in this particular case case and how Missouri plays into it with maybe Mohila, which is the Missouri Higher Education Loan Authority, because that's something that would have to be in place for the justices to rule here, correct? Correct. Yeah. And look, we assert that there is standing for a couple of reasons. Number one, Missouri taxpayers, working Missouri families will suffer under Biden's bailout because they're the ones that didn't get to go to college because they didn't want to take out debt to do so. And somebody's going to have to pay for this. This, Nothing's free. Biden says he's canceling this debt. Well, it doesn't go away. It's going to be put on the shoulders of working Missouri families. And and certainly standing is is appropriate for Missouri because Mohilo, as you identify, is a creature of statute. It's a state entity. It it serves a a essential public function. The board members for Mohila are appointed by the governor, and so it's controlled by statute. So it's an entity of the state, and certainly the Eighth Circuit understood that and ruled as such, and I I feel confident the the Supreme Court will identify that as well. How big uh, a part of the arguments was the issue of separation of powers? Did, Did that play heavily into the discussions the other day or not? It did. I mean, like the clip you played, I mean, Chief Justice Roberts was I was amazed. I thought that the chief justice would would really latch on to standing first and foremost. And we would spend most of our time talking about that. And that really was not as big of an issue for him. He focused first and foremost on the constitutional issue of the separation of powers. And then secondly, on the basic fairness issue. And look, as someone who paid for my college in blood, sweat and tears and service to my nation, it, there's a fairness issue here. I mean, how many Missouri families uh, had, you know, mothers and fathers didn't go to college because they couldn't afford it and didn't want to take out that debt and instead went to work? 
And so now they're being forced to use their tax dollars to pay out other other folks. And the, the income thresholds are ridiculous. You can make up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and still qualify for, for Biden's bailout. That's absurd. That's this is a, a carve out for, you know, privileged elites, not working really families is. in Missouri. And that, that's why it's a, it's, it's a bad deal for Missouri. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, was there anything else that jumped out at you from any of the lines of questioning? Because there were five other states, so five other attorneys general that were there and other states represented. Anything else stick out in those uh, line of questioning to you in particular? Well, the, the justices were very engaged in the argument. It went a lot longer than I would have anticipated uh, because they were so engaged. And I think, you know, I feel confident about where we are in the litigation, like you said, uh, Standing's an issue, but uh, for the state of Missouri, that's controlled at the state level through an, an, uh, an entity of state statute. And so standing's appropriate. And we, we feel very strongly and made our case that uh, Biden's action is both unconstitutional because it violates the separation of powers, but it's also illegal. No statute authorizes President Biden to take this action. And in fact, he's relying on a statute from 2003 that authorized modification or waiver of certain requirements for student loans for those who served in the war on terror. Well, this isn't a modification or waiver for anything related to the war on terror. It's a quote-unquote cancellation after the fact because of COVID. Well, the the statute from 2003 doesn't cover that, so it's unconstitutional. It's, It's illegal. President Biden knows that. That's why he tried to get a bill through Congress. And it was only after he failed that he started trying to use unelected federal bureaucrats to get it done. You know, so I'm confident where we are. I, I've heard some criticism, even members of Congress saying, ah, oh, look, the, you know, the federal government shouldn't be making money off of uh, you know, education on the backs of these kids. That may be a pretty good point, but that's not what's at issue here. That's right. And look, if there's a policy debate to be had, it needs to be had in the halls of Congress so that the proper lines can be drawn. So winners and losers and and fairness can be considered with with Biden's unelected federal bureaucrats. There was no opportunity for the people to weigh in through their elected representatives. So that's again, it's a separation of powers issue. This is about protecting the Constitution. Uh, When we spoke last week, we talked about Kim Gardner in the uh, the legal maneuver that you're trying to use, Quo Ronto. And I don't think there's any update. Let me just start with asking you that question. There's nothing new on that this week, right, because we're kind of in a, a holding period. That's right. Yeah, we're in a holding period. The, the Quo Warrento has been filed. A judge has been assigned by the Missouri Supreme Court. And we uh, Judge John Torbitsky, who's from the Eastern District Court of Appeals, is currently presiding over the matter. And uh, she's been given 14 days to respond to the, to the writ. And we intend to, to keep up the pressure. I mean, look, we're going to be working on this case nonstop from now until such time as we get a court hearing. And so we anticipate filing motions uh, sometimes daily, but definitely weekly. And, and we're going to keep up the pressure to get the right result here, which is reestablishment of the rule of law and justice for victims in the city of St. Louis. What is the range of the uh, the decisions that she could make? I mean, could she just put the kibosh on this whole thing? She could decide to move it forward. What are the options for that judge right now? Well, the, yeah, I mean, the, the judge could do several things. He could expedite, uh, he could uh, order expedited discovery. He could set a hearing date. He could remove her temporarily while the matter oh, wow. is pending. Okay. He has, de- he has declined to do that thus far. But, you know, that a lot can change over the course of litigation. And look, we've, we feel we have sufficient evidence now, and we haven't even gotten into discovery yet. I mean, it's amazing the number of people who have come forward to say, hey, I was a victim of a crime, and did not receive any notification of, of the case from the circuit attorney's office or, you know, former employees. There is a litany of evidence out there, and, and, and this is only going to get worse over time. And that's why we need to move as quickly as possible because we, the, the rule of law must be restored and, and law and order restored to the city of St. Louis. Hey, Andrew, any update on the WashU transgender situation? Or is that another one kind of a holding pattern right now? 
Yeah, we continue to push forward with our investigation, and I don't have a substantive update for you at the moment, but I tell you, as soon as I do, we will provide that. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if children are being hurt, there needs to be a moratorium on those procedures until such time as we can get to the bottom of it. And again, you can look across the world and see that other nations have moved away from dangerous medication and harmful permanent surgeries in favor of psychology and psychiatry. And that's what we're urging the clinic to do, at least until we can get to the bottom of this. But our investigation is ongoing. And if there's wrongdoing out there, we're going to hold folks accountable. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, I know how busy you are, but thank you so much for the updates on all these fronts this afternoon. And you have a great weekend. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me on. All right. Take care. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 